0: Not Your Mama podcast. This is your host, Kelly Bryant. And today we are going to be starting off a series on nutrition. Now I've talked about nutrition a little bit in a few past episodes with Cara and with my girl Christy to talk a little bit about intuitive eating and healthy at every size and all of those types of things. So that is kind of my preferred perspective on nutrition is basically just you know your weight and how you look isn't necessarily an indicator of your health, and no one here is, you know, required to be uh, trying to lose weight. There's so much more on the menu besides weight loss or even aesthetic goals at all. That said, I acknowledge that a lot of my clients do have aesthetic goals, and I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with that. I have a client who decided that she wanted to pursue an aesthetic goal. And her why for that was super interesting. Her why was that she wanted to essentially go after a goal that was kind of like vain or, you know, fluffy, quote unquote, like, not something that is, you know, really hard hitting and really universal and, you know, really laudable that everyone would agree. Oh, yeah, that's a really good use of your time. She wanted to do something that was solely for her and a little bit more about her vanity because it was like she wanted to prove to herself that she was still allowed to do things that were completely for herself. So, you know, rather than, "Oh, I'm I'm pursuing this new healthy behavior for my kids." She didn't want that. She wanted this to just be about her. I thought that was a super interesting reason to want to pursue specifically for her weight loss and aesthetic goals. And, you know, I'm not here to say like, oh, there's good reasons and bad reasons. I do want everyone to feel like they know what their reasons are and that they like their reasons, right? That we're not just blindly pursuing weight loss because we've been told that's what we are supposed to that. So again, no judgment about why you have decided that you might have some goals that are aesthetic or weight related. Just make sure you know why. And if you fall into that boat, then this nutrition series that we are kicking off is really going to hopefully be super beneficial for you, super helpful. And if you don't fall into that boat, if you're just like, you know, I would like to change a couple nutrition habits here and there, but maybe you've kind of healed your relationship with your body. Maybe you have a past history of dieting that you don't want to slip into. This is going to be a really useful way to think about nutrition that isn't all about dieting and weight loss. All right. So what is this Mythical perspective that I am talking about that is maybe gonna help you meet your aesthetic goals, but is also not gonna have you slipping up into kind of that dieting mindset, that all or nothing black and white thinking about the way that you eat, that's maybe a little bit more guided by your intuition, though is not necessarily IE specifically. It is called moderation 365. So this is a perspective on eating that is designed to help you eat the same on the weekend that you do Monday through Friday. It's all about helping you find a way of eating that is moderate, (laughs) middle road all the time, 24 seven. So you're not constantly ping ponging back and forth, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, indulge, deprive. You want to feel like you're satisfied all the time. And that is what moderation 365 is all about. It's meant to be sustainable. It is not a temporary diet or a list of good and bad foods or, uh, you know, a a kind of rule-based system. It's all about figuring out what works for you so that you can eat that way for the rest of your life and better still so that you have the skills and the, um, kind of the tools available to figure out for yourself if or when you want to change the way that you're eating. So this is something that we uh, talk about a lot with fitness training. The way that I teach my programs is that I am all about giving you the tools. So that of course, if you want to hang out with me forever, if you want to, you know, have me deliver your programming forever, awesome, that's great. I would love to have you. But if you're like. I want to get back to running or CrossFit or yoga or something else that I really love doing. I want you to walk away from my programs with the tools to make your own adjustments and your own modifications and to know how you're doing so you don't have to have me there on the sidelines every step of the way telling you what to do. That's what this perspective is when it comes to nutrition. It's the idea that, you know, we're not trying to give you a meal plan so that you have to have your every move dictated by an expert. No, we want you to be the expert in your own nutrition and able to make your own decisions about what's going to help you feel good. So all of that said, I thought we would start off this moderation series by talking about kind of my moderation story. Interestingly, as I went through the certification for this, I was finding that a lot of the other coaches doing it were themselves former chronic dieters. I've talked about this before in those episodes I mentioned earlier, um, several other places as well, that I don't have a history of chronic dieting. And I consider myself very, very lucky to have dodged that bullet. Ironically, the reason that I've dodged that bullet is because I kind of am naturally pretty thin. And the irony to that is I have a really healthy relationship with food because I was already thin. But if you are naturally kind of more predisposed to have a larger body, you probably have had a super disordered relationship with food your whole life and counterintuitively that likely has caused you to make unhealthier food choices on you know on the bigger picture dieting is not benign it is not good for our system weight cycling is what is generally called in the literature so if you want to like go google scholarly articles for weight cycling it's not good for your metabolism it's not good for your body it's not good for really any of your bodily processes um and yet uh the way that we view female bodies in particular but all bodies is that if you are in a larger body that is bad and therefore you should diet and lose weight and get into a smaller body in ways that are completely unsustainable and are ultimately going to cause you to weight cycle which is in the long term Likely to cause you to reach a higher weight and a higher weight and a higher weight and damage your metabolism in the process. The whole thing is completely whack, and this is coming from someone who worked in the diet industry. In case you've missed this, I worked at Noom for years. I mean, prior to when they were a household name, I worked in community and marketing at Noom. And so I know that this shit doesn't work. If you need someone to tell you this, like if you're like, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm the only person who can't do it. No, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So dieting isn't effective. Um, and I feel very fortunate that I was never really um, kind of brought into the dieting mindfuck because I was naturally more thin. And so I am what I call a lifelong intuitive eater. Um, From childhood, I've just eaten what I felt like eating. I ate as much as I wanted to. I generally ate the foods that I felt like. Um, my, My family was not vegetarian, but at seven years old, I decided that I didn't want to eat red meat anymore. So I was routinely like, going to family events or barbecues or things like that. And like eating chips because I didn't eat red meat. I like survived off of carbohydrates my entire childhood and I did not die. It did not negatively impact my health in any way. Um, And you know, yet the kids who were kind of like force fed apples as their afternoon snack, instead of being allowed to choose whatever they wanted, ended up having this really disordered relationship with food, ended up treating, you know, sweets and chips and things that we would traditionally call junk food, treating them like they were magical. Like, you know, if you had an opportunity to get the sugary treats, like you had to consume it all immediately because mom was not going to let you have that when you weren't at the birthday party or whatever. So I can still remember being at a friend's house and being like, yeah, let's have popcorn. And she's like, do you want popcorn? And her mom gets out like an air popping popcorn machine. I had never seen one in my life. I'd only ever eaten microwave popcorn. And she pops us this popcorn and I taste it. She didn't put anything on it, nothing on it, not salt, not butter, nothing, literally nothing on it. And I'm just like, ugh, this is terrible. And I can imagine if that's what you ate, as popcorn, as your like treat, you go to the movie theater and you have access to buttered movie theater popcorn, or you go to my house and you have access to microwave popcorn, you are going to smash it. You are going to eat so much more of it than if you just had access to that all the time. And we see that that's true even with my daughter now. She's you know three and a half. She's starting to go to birthday parties, things like that, have Easter candy, and she never finishes anything she never finishes a slice of cake. She like kind of like pokes at it, takes two bites. And she's, you know, back running on the playground because she's just, it's not special to her. It's not, you know, a dessert only treat. It's not something that she has to earn. She's never been told she has to clean her plate. And so she just has a more intuitive approach. And that's the way that I always had eaten as a child. Of course, my mom, you know, at the time, this is just, you know, the way that we all are as parents, right? At the time, she was like, I'm ruining my children. But she was a working mom, and she just couldn't figure out any other way to swing it. She, you know, it was just like, eat, you know, if you're eating, you're going to survive, it's going to be fine. And she always felt bad about the fact that she wasn't, you know, like, giving us apple slices and preparing us these, like, over the top, super healthy snacks. And in fact, I think she was doing, um, doing me an enormous service, especially as a little girl to not be, um, taught. These are good foods. These are bad foods. So that's my history with eating is that I have, I tried to do whole 30 once. It was a disaster. I lasted like two days and I was like, this sucks. is miserable. It's not possible. Um, I've calorie counted, I've tracked using Noom before, but I've never calorie cut. So of course, you know, working for the app, I have kind of had to like use it and be familiar with it. So I've tracked my food, but I've never dieted or reduced my food. That is the extent of my dieting history. And becoming a personal trainer, of course, I didn't like realize this when I became a personal trainer, but everyone just expects me to be ready and able to help them lose weight right i i'm over here going like i got into fitness because you know i had chronic pain and doing yoga like really helped resolve my chronic pain and then getting stronger was like the most empowering thing i had done up to that point you know i was the kid who did not like didn't do PE, did not play. I literally shelved books in the library at recess. So getting into fitness for me was all about empowerment and feeling strong and feeling really good in my body. I didn't know that the number one thing people would come to me for would be weight loss. And I kind of felt like a little bit like a fraud. Like, I don't know anything about weight loss. I've never tried to lose weight. I've been the same weight since college. Like, I don't know how to help someone with this. And I have this kind of deeper sense that it would be out of my integrity and ultimately bad for the client for me to try to help them lose weight. I knew that it probably was not good for them to be trying to, you know, diet and exercise their way to a smaller body. And I wasn't sure what to do about that, right? Because I'm not in the business of judging my clients' goals. I'm not interested in telling people like, oh, you shouldn't lose weight. Because as much as I know that weight is not necessarily a predictor of health, I also understand that we operate in a very biased world, in a fat-shaming world. And it's really unpleasant to live in this world in a bigger body. And so sometimes it can just feel like, you know, my life would be easier if I wasn't constantly being judged for my weight. I get that. And I am not going to sit here with all of my thin privilege and tell people like, oh, you shouldn't want to lose weight. So it put me in this strange predicament of knowing that consciously trying to help someone lose weight would ultimately not serve them. And also feeling like it was not really my place to say like, oh, well, just stop trying to lose weight. Just love your body. Just get over the fact that people are horrible to people in larger bodies. So I kind of sat with that for a couple years. And then I became familiar with this Moderation 365 perspective. And the reason that I like Moderation 365 is that It has a strong foundation in mindfulness or, you know, mindfulness is kind of the underpinning of intuitive eating, although intuitive eating is actually like a, you know, trademark, like it's a, it's a specific thing. um, And I'm not familiar enough with intuitive eating to say like, oh yeah, it is intuitive eating, but it's, they have this similar basis in mindfulness, but it's a perspective that is. A lot more customized. There's a lot more room for you to kind of make it whatever you want it to be. Where, you know, if you do have an aesthetic goal, if you are trying to put on muscle, there's going to be a, a framework or a foundation for you to adjust things so that you can focus on putting on muscle. Or if you're wanting to lose fat, there's going to be once you've got that mindfulness foundation. It is something that you can build on to sustainably lose fat. And I will talk in another episode about what sustainable fat loss might look like or what sustainable, um, you know, kind of toning or, or uh, more muscle dominant appearance, how that might be achievable with this perspective, um, but a conversation for another day. And so I thought, okay this is it. This is going to give me a framework and tools that I can give my clients to essentially help them do what I do intuitively, do what I do, you know, just innately, and hopefully break up with dieting forever. So that is my goal in offering this kind of format of nutrition coaching. And hopefully. You'll get a little bit of that in this podcast series that we are doing. Um, But to really kind of like drive this home for you, I know I'm repetitive today, but eating less food is not sustainable. You are not meant to, you know, long term eat less food to maintain a calorie deficit until you reach your goal weight. That's not going to happen. So we'll talk a little bit more next week about why that's not possible, both from a physiological and a psychological standpoint, and what moderation kind of offers instead. So that's been, that's my story, my kind of how I got into moderation coaching and a little bit about what moderation means to me. We'll talk more about what moderation is and why moderation is the only way that you can alter or modify your eating behaviors sustainably next week. So, in the meantime, I will throw a link here in the show notes for you to get on the wait list for a six week ditch the diet drama. Course that I am running that is a group program. It's going to be pretty affordable. Again, it's six weeks long and it's really meant to be the mindfulness foundation that you can go on and build upon if you wish. Get on the waitlist for that. The waitlist is never any obligation, it's just an opportunity for you to get the first heads up when the program becomes available so that you don't um, miss it. And who knows, maybe I'll throw in some little bonuses. I haven't decided yet. So you want to go ahead and get on the waitlist, no obligation there. Um, and tune in next week while we talk a little bit more about what moderation is and why it is the only thing that works. Any of the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available in the show notes. So go ahead to your podcast app and open up the show notes, or you can find them right on my website. And I would be so grateful if you would share today's episode with a friend. So just go back to your podcast app, hit the share button and send the link over to someone who you think would benefit from this. And lastly, if you want bonus brownie points, you can go rate and review the podcast. This helps new subscribers find us and get some awesome benefits from listening to today's episode. Thanks again for being here and have an awesome week.